Are we on? Are we recording? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to uh, another episode of Inside the Passion of Music and Art, Rhythm and Voice. And right now we are listening to the rhythm and the voices at the Grateful Pony Horse Farm. What's up, Danny? Welcome. With uh, Danielle, the proprietor, and there's something magical happening here. Um, it's going to be happening, actually, kicking off tomorrow, and we're going to talk about that a little later indoors. But right now, we are going to toss these ponies some hay. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, sound good. All right. Ready, guys? Whoa. Come on. All right, where's my main man? <laughs> There's Mr. C. That's me. Mr. C. That's my buddy, Mr. C. Afternoon lunch. All right, you guys, let's go. Who wants some hay? Come on. Come on. Come on, everybody. Hi, Mr. C. Now, Mr. C. Oh, gosh. I love Mr. C. Yeah, you're my buddy. Come on. We're going to get some hay. Come on. Come on. So they love to eat. Hey. I like to toss it in a circle because they love to eat in a little pack. They love to be in their herd, their most comfortable place. So they like to rotate piles too. Everyone tastes each other's to make sure nobody got the better. The better pile. Oh, that's key. Hi. Got French bulldog and donkey over there. I know the donkey was doing a getting a little sniffy sniffy. Well, it's the donkey's natural instinct to protect, so they actually in the wild would protect their herd from coyotes. So they have this funny instinct with dogs where she'll chase them, they'll chase after them and kind of oh. prance their feet like they're about to do a little protecting, but they wind up just playing. <laughs> All right, everyone's having lunch. Good. I'm waiting to see the rotation. Yep, well here comes Hershey and Kit Kat. They bring up the rear. Now so they, Coda and Bo Diddley right there, this adorable little dapple gray and donkey, they share pretty much everything and stay together almost all the time. Really? This is little girlfriend. However, everyone will always share with Coda, the donkey, but they will not always share with each other. Hershey and Kit Kat, the chocolate bar duo, they pretty much stay together and share. Kit Kat's a little timid. So Hershey kind of protects him and helps him integrate into the herd and not get picked on. Hershey's a good protector. And he also played that role with Coda when she was in heat one day, because they're all male, they're all geldings, and she's the only female, and everyone decided to chase her, and Hershey took her under his neck, because he's big thoroughbred, takes a little donkey under his neck and just protects her, and would not let her out of his sight. 
Really? We fed him dinner and he was whinnying. He was frantic if he couldn't see her. She had to eat right next to him. Now, Hershey is the oldest one, Hershey's right? Hershey's the oldest one. I've had him for 16 years. So we've grown together. We've been to 10 barns together before we finally got our own place here five years ago. So Sweet. he's very happy to finally have his own domain. And the alpha is? The alpha would be Hero. Hero, I like to say that Hershey kind of writes the writes the rule book and Hero implements it. So Hero's kind of like Hershey's <laughs> right hand man. Hershey's really in charge, but Hero is implementing the structure. So if someone kind of gets out of line, Hero keeps them in line. Yeah. So if you can see over here, Kit Kat is now hayless because he is kind of a little bit of a wuss. He had a bad encounter with a horse years ago, and he never kind of got over the fear of being bullied. So we cater to his social anxiety. And see, here he goes right to Hershey, because he knows Hershey will protect and share with him. So wherever they are, I tend to bring a little bit extra. And they're getting their winter coats in already. Already, I yeah, know it's getting that. cold. The day, well, it's funny. It actually goes with the daylight, the length of time of the day. Oh. The dark, the more darkness, the furrier they get. I bet in Alaska you have some really furry horses <laughs> part of the year. And then the three of them will share. Hero, don't be mean. So he's a little intimidated now. Kit Kat's intimidated by Hero. And there's Coda going for her afternoon roll. Now, how come Coda's not uh, Coda kind of getting into the hay? does her own thing. She's funny sometimes. She will announce mealtime. Hee-haw, so loud. My neighbors must love me. Uh, last time I was here, I Yeah, hee-hawing. Announcing meals. And right now, she's just having a little roll. Sundays. Coda! She'll probably come back over. Maybe the flies were bothering her. And she wanted to take a little roll. Flies seem to love donkeys a lot more than any other equine. Why? Is that because of the hair? I don't know. I put these nice little booties on her, though, to protect her legs. We found purple plaid. We were very excited about that. <laughs> and those protect her legs. <laughs> Purples are color. Because <laughs> they will just maul her legs, like, all day. Well, they only go after the legs, then. Is that what well, you're saying? primarily the legs, um, they really would go after them to the point where I had to get her some kind of protection, protective gear. But they do kind of land on the rest of her body, but they would, like, eat her legs. Wow. Really, really awful. Now, those are called horseflies? There's are horse those flies? the big horse flies, we which call, are nasty? I've heard some Mainers actually call them moose flies. And I don't know if that's just a term that came up for the larger horse fly, but I've seen some that are like, you know, the size of half of this coffee cup right here. Like really? Huge. Yeah, huge. I mean, they'll, the horses will come over and just show you where it is and wait for you to slap it off of them. Like, please slap me. Just, just get it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's really, it's amazing because it shows the trust and just, you know, how we take care of each other, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Oh, she is funny right now. Here's your buddy. You got to go for a ride on him soon. The trails, oh, yeah. the trails in the fall are perfect. They are perfect. We're about to go for a trail on Friday, actually. Oh, really? Join us. 
Oh, maybe we should bring him inside. He tends to overheat. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Right, French he's a French bulldog. Yeah, French bulldogs are not well suited for hot weather. He has a very small trachea from being purebred, which essentially is inbred. Yeah. So he has to be propped up after he eats so he can digest. And he'll sit there with a pillow just between his legs. Holding Get him out! I'll show you when we go in. Even after he drinks water, he actually needs it. So. Aww. Do you know how old he is? Um, he is, I think, about five, I want to say. He belongs to my best friend. Who's, and he's going to be staying with us for the first couple weeks of October, too. So nice. I'll well, be on doggy prop-up duty. I'm doggy prop-up duty. <laughs> he does stay very well, though. you know. And it's a good excuse to take a half an hour and sit and relax, because you have to sit with the dog. What's that dog chasing? Smokey! Smokey, come on! And the donkey's so inquisitive. She is. She's, she can tell. She protects. She's guarded right. right now. She's on guard. My grandmother's so funny in her little French accent. She says, why do you need the donkey? Grandma for morale. She boosts morale. <laughs> <laughs> she does. You come out here at feeding time. You saw her with yeah. the But whenever you try, and maybe you'll be able to with your recording skills, but whenever you try and videotape or record the hee-haw, she sees that camera, she sees that phone, and she stops. Oh, really? She stops. So I've gotten it, actually, I hide behind the door of the tack room and just record it, and then you can see, you hear it, and then when I start to come out and she sees me, she just zips it. So funny. She's smart. She's really smart. I don't care what they say about donkeys, and you're a big oh, drooler, this one. Yes, he's also a big drooler. Okay, no. I'm the prettiest boxer over here. She's yes, I love boxers. Such a good girl. Okay, we'll close this off so they don't have any more gas. Oh, what a cutie. Hey, Coda, can I get a hee haw? Can I get a hee-haw? She's <laughs> <coughs> like, now when you ask for it. No? <laughs> hee-haw. Lots to do it during the <gasps> oh, time. Oh, she's, like, she's speaking my language. I have seen, actually, people, if you start to make somewhat hee-haw sounds, I have a friend who can hit pretty high octaves. Oh, really? And it was getting her going, and it was keeping her going. So she would kind of make these hee-haw-esque sounds along with her. And she would continue her hee-haw, extend the hee-haw, really. Hi, pretty girl. Well, I don't know if I can hit the high notes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've been able to hit the funny, high notes. And it's funny, I really haven't had much experience with donkeys prior to rescuing her. And we rescued her last year, and it was the first time I really heard a serious hee-haw. I think she squeaks a lot more than one would expect. You start with this yeah. sort of high-pitched squeaking noise, and then you go into full full-blown pawing. She's very dainty. She's a lady. She's a lady. She's very dainty. So she has a very, very thick coat. 
for donkey. She has this nice cheek beard going here. She's very cuddly too. I can see. Very, she's gotten a lot warmer over the past year that we've had her. She was really, she came from a pretty sad situation. What was her situation? Her, she was owned by a woman's mother and then given to the woman and her husband and they wound up getting a divorce. And Beazel, I know he's intimidated by her, so he's barking. So they wound up getting a divorce and the woman wasn't able to go see her or take care of her. The husband neglected her a lot. And so we came and rescued her and her feet were so long, they were just curling in because she hadn't been shot or uh, trimmed in so long. And she had must have had a halter on her face all the time because she had these, you know, like copper will rust a kind right. of green color. She had green on her nose, on the fur. And she is very timid to this day with putting halters on. You really have to coax her very lovingly into it because she's now why would you put a halter on um if the farrier comes okay. when we get her a trim or yes, when we're having our salon time we call it when we groom her <laughs> which i mean she's very touchy like she'll really enjoy you know when you're shedding out her coat and you're grooming her and then all of a sudden just swoosh of the tail tosses the head and prances off when i first put these booties on her she had a minor hissy fit about it. Down. But she came to understand that they are for her benefit. She pranced off and didn't seem too excited about it. But Now she she's used back. to it. Well, then she came back and kind of looked at me like, oh, I get it. I get it. This is good. <laughs> these are good. And she's got these tiny little legs. You could just put your two fingers around. But she's, she's pretty happy with her. White protective gear. Everyone has their special, special attire. Sheldon, our Appaloosa out there, has to wear that mask because he has a uh, uveitis. Right, that's the sensitive is, yes, eyes. Yes, sensitivity to sunlight. So he has a beautiful tie dye and UV mesh. I saw that. Style. Yeah, that's a brand new one too. And they actually, so my friend who owns him, she wound up sewing fuzzy like sheepskin on the inside so that it wouldn't rub against his nose and the company was so inspired by that that they started lining them with sheepskin so he's got a custom cool. fuzzy lined tie-dye uv protective mask <laughs> so he's pretty she would like a snuggle from you oh <laughs> you can get a snuggle from me Coda. He's like i'd rather be with the people than have hay. you can really tell you know you can tell she was very loved for most of her life she was taken care of by this elderly woman i think when she got too old to take care of her gave her to the daughter then the divorce happened and she really became neglected and the woman was so thrilled that we were taking her well she's got she's got a, yeah. a good home yeah she's <laughs> When a dog lies down, she won't see here she goes. Every time the dog lies down, she likes to chase him up. <laughs> see how long he actually stays here. I mean, he's about, you know, close to half her size. He is. Yeah, this is a big mastiff. About 180 pounds. Whoa. And you know, she's probably around four or five hundred. 
<laughs> oh. Now I'm gonna get some photographs. We're okay, gonna get some right. photographs right. up on the uh, yeah, so up we on the website so everyone can see who okay. we're talking about Perfect. here. Because oh, Coda, Coda's melting my heart. We right were thinking now. about making her her own Instagram because she has developed quite a following. Oh, really? Whenever I post a picture of her, people just go nuts, and they always want to know what she's up to. So. <laughs> Beasel. Beasel's feeling intimidated. He is okay. So the biggest dog of all is the most timid with the horses, and he'll just you know you'll hear him yelp like he's being attacked, and just see him take off because the horse came too close to him and it scared him, and he just goes yelping, running towards the house. But he's grown a thicker skin, I think. Now and he likes to back me up. You know, if I'm telling them, disciplining them, or all right, he'll be your... and he'll bark at them. You know, and then they come anywhere near him, and he's going. Arr! Now, who's the youngest? The this youngest is, the is Smokey. Yeah, Smokey. this is his son. He was conceived under that tree. Happy accident. Dad and mom got together despite our best efforts to keep them apart. And here's our happy accident. Now, he's only, but how many pounds now? He was born. So he's about 140. And as you can see, he took a little weighed in the pond so if he offers you his paw i would politely decline <laughs> <laughs> he really enjoys waiting and then laying in the sand ring and then tracking it into the house is one of his favorite pastimes he's learned he's learned you know when he's dirty he kind of creeps in and he looks am i going to get away with this and then he comes in and then as soon as i notice he's running back out the door and he really enjoys his dips in the pond his afternoon swims so tomorrow you have Vista coming. I do. I do. It's a big day. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Would you like to see the art room? It's underway, making progress. Yes, I would. But cool, first, talk. Yeah. To, they're going to be out here first right, with the horses, right. right? So what we're going to do is begin right after the horses eat breakfast and probably as they're finishing up Vista and six of the residents. So six of the residents from Vista Life Innovations, a wonderful facility, combined residential and non-residential for individuals with special needs based out of Westbrook. Um, is So they're gonna be coming here tomorrow with six of their clients, our residents, and we're gonna start at 10.30. They're gonna come and the horses will just be finishing eating. So they'll get to meet all the horses, learn about how we take care of them and how we groom them and all about their different personalities and just get to know the herd. And what age group would this be? Um, I believe they start at as adults at 18. At 18, so, yeah, okay. we're gonna have adults here and very much looking forward to it. Hopefully I will know some of them from my experience. I completed my observation hours there for my certification. Oh, okay. Yeah, as um, an equine specialist in mental health and learning, it's called. And I had the pleasure of making art with them. So I would bring in art supplies. As the universe would have it, their art class was canceled the day I was set to observe it. Because the uh, person who set me up with my hours knew my interest was primarily art. And so they structured it so that I could observe them in their art class which is actually off-site so they do wonderful things where they travel to different locations That's cool. in the area and they take different classes they experience different things they have job sites where they work they really help them integrate into the community and they foster a very wonderful sense of independence for the people who live there that you know i wish i had someone coaching me through life and having right? groups and just sharing these experiences with people you know 
So it's really lovely, and their art class happened to be canceled. So I asked, you know, do you guys have some art supplies around? And they did, and so we sat down at the table in the common area, and we began to make art. And I was so thrilled to just see what would come out of them. This one amazingly talented, I think, you know, he was a young, young man. He was, I don't know if anyone knew he could do this, you know, clearly very savant in his right. capabilities. And I'm trying not to dive across the table to say, oh my gosh, this is so phenomenal. Because I, I want everyone to feel, you know, everyone's art is wonderful in its own way, you know, just because one person has really amazing technical still skill to create cartoons literally from his mind. I mean, he drew Hey Arnold, if you're familiar with that sure. cartoon, and his friend Harold in, I'd say about under under 10 minutes, you know, five to seven minutes. And then he drew all of the minion characters. And I looked at my watch and it had been about 15 minutes. And I'm like, I mean, just jaw to the floor. And some of the staff would come through because we're in the common area and they're looking over going, oh my gosh, no one had any idea, I don't think, that he could really do this. And, you know, you never would know, even in a, you know, your typical classroom in, you know, say your average public school. If you give an assignment and you say, draw this, do this, you don't know what these students are capable of until you give them free reign. That's right. So I'm really excited to see what comes out of them here when they can draw upon this experience with the horses as inspiration or maybe just relaxation to get them in a positive space and then come create and see, you know what comes out so and then when they go in you're just gonna let them just free form and just express their experience to kind of give it this open vibe and i was planning on asking um everybody you know i like to kind of go with the flow but i was hoping to get their input on what they do and see if they would like to maybe do a group project we have some nice big pieces of cardboard that were donated to us so maybe they'd like to collectively make a larger piece or maybe they'd like to work independently on their own pieces so I want to see what really feels good to them and give them a voice in the artistic process in the activities what we're doing you know would you like a prompt would you like to look at this book and be inspired by this book would you like to draw based on your experience with the horses is there something else you would like to do so I have so you're giving them yeah choices 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 to have more structure maybe have a prompt Choices to just do their own thing. Choices to work together. Because really it's about what feels good and what's enjoyable. And that, I think, is the most therapeutic experience, is what really brings joy and what is relaxing and what is inspiring and, you know, how we can inspire each other. And that's really so... That's so cool. I'm so excited. And what makes it so unique is <laughs> is the combination of the experience yeah, of, I think uh, so. you know, that having intimacy with uh, animals yeah. and then being able to express that through, through art. art. Yeah. I had the pleasure of combining the two, actually. I was about 15 years old working at an after-school program in Van Cortlandt Park at at Riverdale Equestrian Center. And I remember they allowed me to create an arts and crafts program with the kids. And you know, little did I know, I'm I'm just doing my thing. I'm just following my passions. I'm integrating my passions. I'm just happy as a clam. You know, I had no idea I would then develop this into my career. I knew that it was where my heart was, both of these things, but 
you know, looking back on that experience, that was the first time. And I how long ago was that? That was 13 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that was 13 years ago. And I managed to. So what we did was we would have art supplies and we would make arts and crafts during their kind of break they would have during lunchtime because lunch was a very long period, actually, mm -hmm. where we would finish and have all this time. So what we wound up doing, they had a, a nice little hay shed and we painted a horse's head reaching out of the hay shed and eating grass. And I Facebook stalked them and I found a picture of it online. One of the big cool. storms they had, they have a picture of the barn that's covered in snow, the whole courtyard, and you can see it there. And I had, I knew it was still there because I did an instructor training workshop for my certification to teach mounted lessons to special needs people on horseback. And two of the women in the workshop happened to board and ride at Riverdale Equestrian Center. So when I mentioned this, they said, oh, that's still there. I said, no way. I said, okay, let me get on their Facebook and see if I can find it. And sure enough. There it was. Deep digging. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> so so now, 13 years later, yeah. you are realizing your merging. Merging the passion. The passion. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, I studied art education passions. and I loved it. And I love teaching art. And it's, you know, you know, when you're doing something you love and it just illuminates you, you know, yeah. and you feel it and you feel it just yourself overtaken by this joy and you're emanating just this, you know, amazing energy because it's coming from your heart. It's coming from your soul. And I feel that when I teach horseback riding and when I teach art and when I just interact with people and the horses. So right. what we're focusing on primarily with Vista and I think a very, very strong and often lost part of the most, the most, the heart of the therapeutic experience with horses is what happens on the ground, is the unmounted, is just petting them, learning about their personality, interacting that with them. They are telepathic, you know, we yeah. communicate through telekinesis. So there's this whole energy of communication that we in society kind of close ourselves off to. And these amazing creatures just draw it right out of you. Yeah. But you have to have someone kind of tell you, you know, hey, this is what's happening right now. Like you can intuitively pick up on it. But to have someone point it out and say, hey, did you just did you just see that moment? Did you just feel that? You know, this is what he was saying to you. And after 22 years of experience with horses, I'm still learning. You know, I had my farrier the other day. My horse Hershey wanted to. The, Hershey is very, very spoiled, and I let him be just that spoiled. <laughs> I, I encourage the. <laughs> I encourage it honestly, because he's he's worked hard. He used to race. He was retired. He was neglected. He was named Bay Horse Number Two. He didn't even have a name when I got him, and we've grown together since I was 12 years old. So. Hershey gets to kind of do what he wants, and the other guys definitely resent that a little bit. You oh, know? they do? I have to kind of sneak in the secret cookie here and there because they'll pick on him. They'll pick on him sometimes. Mr. C, your guy. My guy. Your guy, he will kind of... He likes he cookies. Well, Mr. C had a very doting, loving mother, and he was spoiled by a woman for about three years. He lived in her backyard, and he was fed cookies and carrots and spoiled just for three years without being ridden, without seeing another horse. So he came here... A little over two years ago. And he thought he was special. And he was like, well, uh, he kind of tried to follow me into the house. He's like, well, I, I, I think I'd go with you. Like, I'm not really sure. I, I, I think I'm, I'm not sure them. about these other horses. Well, he went gallivanting around with them. They went running together. They played. They just had a blast. I'm like, this is perfect. Here he is integrating into the herd. This is great. And then a funny thing happened where he said, you know what? I'm actually herd leader. So I just got here, but I'm going to tell you all what to do. <laughs> I'm going to steal your food, and I'm going to boss you around, and Hira wasn't having it, and Hershey wasn't having it. So, guys, 
<laughs> See, now the alarm system goes. Really. When no one's here. <laughs> but when you were here, nobody announced it. <laughs> yeah, I expected them to sound yeah, the alarms, but they didn't. So yeah. they must have. They must yeah. think my presence is yeah. okay, non-threatening. Right. <laughs> so in any event, um, the other day Hershey was uh, requesting cookies, and he was standing by the tack room door and kind of gave it a little nudge, and I ignored his request for me to go into the room and get him a cookie and feed it to him. I did not, I did not indulge, and he, you know, gave up, got frustrated with waiting, and I was in a conversation with my farrier at the time. And he walks away and just whaps me with his tail. And you kind of give him, I've always given them the benefit of the doubt with the tail. I say, okay, maybe you're swatting a fly. Swat. You know, it's all right. It's okay. And I kind of don't react. And I, you know, I've been thinking, I'm like, you know what, there's just no way. You know what you're doing with that tail. And my friend I've been talking about, you know what they're doing with those tails. We can't, these horses know everything that goes on here. They are so alert. It's not even funny. They know, they know what, and the fairy looks at me, she goes, you know, that was on purpose, right? <laughs> they know where a fly is on the side of their body you know he knows he's whacking it with his tail she goes what was that about I said well we're a little spoiled and he didn't get his cookie <laughs> so <laughs> i got whacked <laughs> I, mean, I don't react i don't do anything and i'm really wrong so i've started to kind of say hey hey well, whack me with your tail and they kind of look at me like oh she's caught on she's caught on to that you know <laughs> like well shoot because i think that you know they get you and then they go ha ha yeah ha, that's ha. right like later <laughs> for that? you boom <laughs> she's shoveling my poop over there <laughs> they come in i swear one time we had a horse here spinner and spinner my friend amanda who's a wonderful horsewoman trainer phenomenal she sent him here just to learn ground manners, we call it, just to how to respect people on the ground, how to respect the horses, because as you can see, we leave everything open. So it's just kind of a free for all. Everyone has to be very respectful of each other's space. We have our stalls open. They're herd animals. You know, people seem to forget this in the horse world and they'll say, I'm going to keep my horse in this stall and then I'm going to put it in this paddock by itself. So nothing hurts it. Nothing touches it. Keep this horse in a little bubble. And no, 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 the horse is happy like that. Well, really, if you look at what these horses do naturally, they all band together. One will always be standing. Everyone will lay down for nighttime sleep. Someone's always up keeping a lookout. And they rotate? Yeah, they rotate. So they actually enjoy piling into the stalls together. When I first saw this, I'm going, oh my God, are they going to get hurt? Are they okay? But no, they, they just want to huddle. So they will just huddle kind of together. So Spinner was brought here, this horse, to kind of learn how to interact with horses, how to be good with people, how to respect everyone's space. How old was Spinner? He was two when he came here, and he was four when he left. And what kind of horse? He was a thoroughbred. Beautiful bay with a perfect white star. And he was hysterical. He would take the broom from your hand and just, he wanted to help. You know, he'd take the broom in his mouth. He'd say, what are you doing over there? So curious. He would take the zipper on your jacket and zip it up and down with his teeth. It's hysterical. So he's kind of being a big nudge. Just got his head over my neck. I'm standing right back there by the entryway of the stall. And he's behind me in the stall. And I'm facing the aisle and Hershey's in the aisle and I'm talking to Hershey. And Spinner's kind of taking his head and throwing it over my shoulder, throwing it over my shoulder, throwing it over, just to get my attention because I'm not paying attention to him. And I looked at him and I said, Spinner, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out. And he instantly, inst without a moment's hesitation, turns around, poops right next to me and walks out of the barn. <laughs> I'm going, all right, are you sure they don't speak English? Because really, like, 
He's like, A, B, C, this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, have a nice time. <laughs> See you later. And you know, it's funny. I swear, you know, they know. They just know. They said, mom's having a busy day. We're going to be nice to her. And yesterday, I came out here and they had had this barn to themselves for about midnight until, you know, they had it for a good nine, ten hours. I came out. There was not one pile of poop in that barn. There was not one pile in the stalls. Their waters were even barely touched because the temperature changed. It was a little cooler. I yeah. think they were thirsty. And I'm looking going, did some like elves come in here? Like what's happening? Did someone come clean the barn? I'm looking around. No one's been here. There's perfect, perfect, no mess. Like, so you guys knew I was renovating the house? You guys knew I was doing <laughs> on an interior decorating mission for Vista? Like, cause we've taken the dining room now and turned it into an art room. So, and the process got a little delayed because we just had, you know, you never know with peeling right. wallpaper and what you're, what's going to happen and how long it's going to take. And it always all, takes longer. You're going to So, we had a, luckily someone gave us a steamer. A guy I give lessons so you to could is a steam contractor. The oh, wallpaper yes. Off. yes, he's a contractor and he had done a house flip and he, it, the whole house was covered in wallpaper. So he invested in a professional grade steamer. Lent me the thing, and thank goodness, because I'd still be peeling wallpaper right now. Yeah, how would you do it otherwise? Scrape, peel, peel, scrape, scrape yeah. We managed to get it off the kitchen without a steamer. They had some very, very unappealing wallpaper in there. So, yeah, and it's like, you know, they just knew. They were like, Mom's really busy today. Let's just poop outside. Yeah. Let's just poop outside for her, you know? Because <laughs> they were just great. My friend said, you know, I really think they know, you know. Oh, yeah. And they the do. collective consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Is... And they inform each other. You can see because Hero is a genius. That horse is so, so smart. He, that's why I have to tie the feed room door shut because he will bite that doorknob. The doorknob we just had to screw back in recently. It was getting loose from him trying to bite it open. So you really have to. I mean, they will team up and just. When Kit Kat was on stall rest, he had reactivated an old injury. And these stalls, like, we can take some pictures to show everybody. I mean, they're heavy. Yeah. They're heavy. They're heavy. Metal, that's wood. There's a metal latch that flips in place, an L-shaped little match, that they would they manage to then move with their noses. I mean, they have no opposable thumbs. They're not able to handle that with anything but their nose. And they would take their noses. I didn't see this, but I would come out and find his door pushed open. I'm like, how are you guys doing this? So I had to tie the door shut because they're like, you know what? Enough of this. He doesn't need to be in here by himself. We're letting him out. We're letting him loose. They'll take off Sheldon's mask. Like, oh, hey, brother, let me help you out of that thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're just so they're constantly kind of plotting against us or kind of for us. You know, you never know. It's like (laughs) they've got our back, you know, but they're always they got tricks up their sleeve. But they're doing their thing, which is why I leave everything open for them to roam the entire property within the fence line because well they should be free they're born free right and if you notice if you've ever seen a horse get loose at another farm have you ever seen a horse get loose at a farm typically what happens is the horse gets loose and goes taking off and everyone yells loose horse loose horse and you got to try and catch the horse you got to go get the grain and you got to just coax it back and where does the horse always go exactly where they're not allowed because they want to explore just like people. Yeah. I mean, so I remember when I first moved here, I'm like, you know, we have this whole big back area and there's a lot of trees and there's, I don't know, I haven't done the thorough, you know, sweep yet at that point. I hadn't done the thorough kind of like scouring of the grounds to find anything that might be remotely dangerous because 
like you know, what? Murphy's for example? Law. I mean, if there was like an old, you know, metal fence post sticking up that was pointy right. and they could impale themselves or hurt themselves. If there's like, I had to, my friend calls it, um, I made like a corset for the fence out of bailing twine <laughs> where there was kind of a break in the fence. Like the old, they really unfortunately used chicken wire back there, which is now luckily so overgrown because I, I despise chicken wire for horses. Mm -hmm. But to redo that back fence line, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little fundraiser for that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot of fence. We've redone all of this, it's nice wood, but that is, you know, unfortunately there is still some chicken wire that is very overgrown, so it's very safe. I've made sure, you know, any kind of exposed wire, if it breaks, they lean down to take a bite of grass. There's right. a broken piece of rusty old chicken wire. That's that's poking an eye. That's something dangerous right there. So I really had to make sure, and we regularly walk the fence line. We regularly check the perimeter of the property. You never know what could have fallen, changed. They bite the fences. They pull the posts out. They just, you know, they destroy. <laughs> Who's that? That's that the neighbor's The, the neighbor's horse. Yeah. He, he wants to come over and play? Yes. That's something they do. I found Hero's shoe in the fence before, trying to free their beautiful paint mare and bring her over here for a, for a play date. Oh, it's a lady. Mm, yes, their girlfriend over the fence. So, yeah, we had to rebuild that fence over there just to keep them away. So luckily, we've kind of isolated the chicken wire to this very overgrown area that they don't really go into. But I was I was nervous, you know, having just moved here. I don't know that back area. I don't know if there's plants that are dangerous for them. You know, I don't know what's... So I, I didn't let them out there for a while. And Hershey was just very frustrated with that. He was not too pleased with me. <laughs> and so he's sticking his head out. And he's just like, Mom, like, come on. And one day, I think I, like, the door, he just managed to push it open, just ran out there, and he was so happy. Like, oh, you're so enjoying this, you know. All right. And I really made sure to do my research and everything's safe back there, like in terms of the plants and mm -hmm. everything. We're fine. Did you have to coax Hershey back or did Hershey I just, I just gave return in. on? You know, I gave in. They'll return. Yeah, they'll return on their own. And then even in the ring here. So, I mean, this is not your typical area that you're going to let a horse out in. There's, you know, different levels here. There's some stairs over there that go down yep. to the deck. Hero's been known to descend the stairs. <laughs> went up on the deck and discovered a box of apples that my friend had brought from apple picking. It was the first time Hero ever went down the stairs and up on the deck. It was worth it. Oh, yeah. He got those apples. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is not your typical area you allow them to be in, and I would graze Hershey out here with a halter, and I have these pictures from five years ago where I've got him in a halter, and we're grazing out here, and I'm like, you know, I must have been nervous. Like, oh, we're in the ring. What if something happens? We're in the ring. But, you know, they're so comfortable. And if you're comfortable, they're comfortable. If they're comfortable, you get more comfortable. And so it's like, why am I going to restrict you? Why would I limit you? You know, they love being in the ring. When we finish a lesson, we take the tack off right in the ring. They follow their rider right back into the barn. They say, oh, do I get a cookie now? <laughs> I behaved. I was very good. Maybe they'll roll in the sand. You know, they love people. They love to come to people. They love to spend time with people. People are rewarding to them because we praise them for being wonderful creatures and celebrate them, you know? Right. So they feel that love. They feel that relationship and they don't want to do any harm, do any wrong. You know, they, I mean, they know when they're being naughty and you have to kind of, you know, like I was saying with Mr. C trying to be herd leader. So that required me then kind of integrating myself really into the herd and asserting myself as herd leader to say, you know, I see him pin his ears and go after somebody to there's a difference between sniffing someone's pile of hay, sharing it 
and then someone else decides to go to another pile and pinning your ears and going after them to get their hay. And that's what started to happen here. So, How did you prevent that? I mean, how did you assert yourself to... (laughs) I got a deep growl that I learned from um, being raised... Uh, it really has to kind of be inspired by <laughs> my situation. It's kind of mostly, oh, what are you doing over there? And they're like, oh, mom's yelling. Oh, my gosh. And they hear that. So it's like, tone of voice. It drops an octave and they hear me. And they're going, oh, shoot. I better not. And like, you know, I leave. I like to test them, you know. So I leave when I feed them all dinner. I leave the stalls open and I watch them. And I see who's going to finish and if they're going to try and steal someone else's grain. And it's always, always, you know, Mr. C will finish first and so will Bo Diddley. And if I'm not watching, they will come in and Hero takes longer to finish, but Hero always gets last say, you know, what he gets to eat. So Hershey takes the longest to eat. And if I'm not watching or if they think I'm not watching, they'll try and go steal Hershey's food. So I'll be turned around and I'll hear that clip clop or I'll be in the tack room and they think I'm not there. And then I just pop up, what are you doing? And they're like, oh my goodness. She's got eyes in the back of her head. Get out of here. And they just, their head goes up, their ears go up. They just scamper off. They just run. But then they come right back. You know, they're being disciplined. Right. But it's like negative attention seeking almost sometimes. They'll just like be naughty to be like, hey, pay attention to me. But with the food, I mean, it's just it's their natural instinct. They say, oh, hey, he's still eating. I'm bigger. I'm tougher. I'm going to go take that hay. I'm going to go take that grain. So you have to teach them to respect each other. You know, some people will say, no, that's just a horse. That's a horse. That's a horse thing to do. Don't get involved in the horse things, you know, and let them do their thing. But this is how people get beat up, you know. I call them people. Horses <laughs> <laughs> get beat up, you know. Like, you got to tell them, don't be rude. And that's my catchphrase with them. And my neighbors hear me all the time, don't be rude. Who's being rude? And they're going, oh, gosh. You know, like, but they know. And they suddenly they get to look on their face. Oh, shoot. Oh, jeez. Oh, she heard me. Oh, she saw me. You know, it's so funny. So they really do. They know. They know when they're... And when you catch them before they can kind of get in the act of the naughty behavior, it's like, oh. And they've, they've developed this trick. So they'll come up and they'll kind of wait by Hershey's dog because he really takes a long time to eat his grain. Say, what are you doing over here? And they just drink the bucket of water. I was just drinking water. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then they finish the water. And they're still standing there staring at him. Get out of here. You know, get, get back up there, eat your hay. Then they go. And then Hero. So Hero has the routine where he will clean up every single last crumb that Hershey leaves, every last granule of grain. But he has to wait. He knows the rule that he has to wait for Hershey to exit the stall on his own accord. He cannot come in and bully him out of the stall. So even the alpha knows. Even he knows, but he will still try. You know, of course. Right. He he waits. He waits. If I'm standing right there, he will absolutely wait. You know, if he sometimes he'll kind of and he doesn't know I'm watching. Hero, I'm waiting. Sorry. So because they used to share a stall, Hershey and Hero, because we had gotten Hero to train and sell, but that didn't happen at all. No. No. Even my grandma fell in love with him. So. So um, they're used to sharing kind of space and sharing everything. And he's like, well, well he's, I'm, I'm done. So he's got some more. Hershey will allow it. But, you know, it's, it's rude behavior. We don't do that. <laughs> so, but everyone will share with Coda. I mean, everyone, everyone will share with Coda. She could go and pick a bite of everybody's grain and no one would bat an eyelash. And Coda doesn't eat much. 
Coda eats um, a mixture of Timothy hay and grain. We have to mix the grain in because she does not like her Timothy hay. I've heard of a new kind of pellet that was recommended to me um, by the providers of our grain that might be good for her because she really is not a fan of her Timothy hay. And yeah. Um, but so. Timothy hay, she needs it's to like a eat little cube. She needs her minerals. I think she happened to be chewing a lot of wood and that was really terrible. And I can see the door over there. Got the wrath of Coda's. Is that her work? That's her work. She seemed to refrain once we did the paint job. She was like, oh, they painted this purple. I'm just going to let it be. She seemed to ease up, but she started again. And that hay shed back there, she's completely mauled. Mind now, you, it why was, does she go after the wood? It's, I don't know if it's like, I've heard different things. I've heard it's a vitamin thing. I've heard it's an anxiety thing. So we kind of tried to supplement her diet differently. First, she was having alfalfa. Then we thought, you know, then we heard Timothy hay might be better. So. If anyone out there is a donkey expert, I'm open to more recommendations. I also have heard a couple times that it's missing a friend or it's missing a small companion. And she has teamed up with Bo Diddley out there. He's the smallest. But she had a goat friend. And we were supposed to get the goat, too. Oh, really? And the goat got shipped off. So Willow was the goat's name. And Willow and Coda were best friends. And... She got sent away to some farm down south, I guess. And I think Coda's been missing her and was missing her more because she used to chew more. And we were spraying no chew. We're doing everything we can. I'm going, no munching, no munching. That was my kind of command. And donkeys are really funny. You reprimand a donkey. I mean, she will have a hissy fit. She, I chased her away from that door when she was chewing on it. And she just tossed her head, swished her tail, gave a little kick, pranced away, and she went over to Bo Diddley, and she gave a little buck and a nudge of her head, and she's like, did you see what she just did to me? Did you just see that? And she was like telling him. She was like, can you believe that? The nerve of that woman? It's hysterical. Like, couldn't even believe it. So. Now, what about the dogs? The dogs, um, they're smaller than, oh yeah, but she's yeah, but got she's, this thing with the dogs. Yeah, because they're like, it has to be like a hooved creature i think yeah so i'm thinking maybe we should get a goat you know but then those that's a whole nother can of worms because you got to really have some high fences they can leap over anything i don't know what we'd be getting into with that they're kind of troublemakers from what i've experienced what do you mean they could leap they over? can leap that fence you really need like very high fences for goats and the last thing i need is like my goats terrorizing the neighbors that's true. So, I mean, I just want to make sure we're very secure. And I think goats are a bit, a bit of an escape artist kind of creature, inherently. Just very mischievous. <laughs> so, But they're so adorable. That concludes part one of The Grateful Pony. Thank you for joining us on InsideThePassion.com. We're going to move into the house. We're going to get out of the gusty winds. And we are going to meet Danny's best friend from childhood, who is also a horse lover. They bonded over horses and other things that they had in common. And they're going to sit down. We're going to chat about the big day tomorrow. 13 years in the making. A dream come true. Living the dream at the Grateful Pony Horse Farm. InsideThePassion.com Part 2 is waiting for you.